Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. When this happened, you talk about it on The Fan. Although things are going to change next year, we're going to move across the street. There are a few things with the New York Yankees that never change. That's pride. It's tradition. And most of all, we have the greatest fans in the world. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. No doubt now. Check it out now. Check it out now. Inside the 1 o'clock hour on The Fan, my last hour is quick. KM to 2 a.m. Two-hour show after Monday Night Football. How about them Cowboys? Super mid. But I'll take it. Four and two. You know, we're about a third of the way through this NFL season. And um, the Cowboys definitely have a season. We just don't think that they're going to, you know, actually win anything. Get some playoffs, be one and done maybe. But the Jets, man. Zach Wilson and the goddamn Jets. They do it again. I mean, I did not have them beating A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith dropped that one pass. I'm like, bro, he had the Jets money money line in the under. This guy, I can't believe you dropped that pass. But, yeah, what else from that game, man? thought it was great that Mark Sanchez was on the call for that. Um, What else did I have in my notes from there? Aaron Rodgers just being – like, Aaron Rodgers being out there like – as much as I don't like the propaganda, I do think the guy has an effect. Morale is a real thing. Um, you know, Rob Salas spoke to it, right? His thoughts about manifestation and, you know, believe, like I'm sure if he just talks to the team a little bit, it helps. You know, the Jets, I'm noticing the Jets run uh, three tight ends, you know, um, 13 personnel. One back, three tight ends. Uh, one wide receiver to to show up the offensive line. It's smart. Like like they're uh, so you know I I don't have all twenty two, but if I did, I'd be able to like break down film more. It's really just watching the game and seeing that okay over time here Nathaniel Hackett and Zach Wilson and whoever else is working with the offense, they have worked with the offense to run some gadget plays, get Xavier Gibson the ball. They've Move the pocket for Zach. I even saw a play with Zach that little you know where he got out of a, a sack and you know, kind of option shoveled it to Brees Hall. That's a check down, but he did it with a little bit of swag, a little bit of moxie. Uh, He did take a huge sack on like a second and five. That's why I was calling him Sack Wilson. Sack Wilson. Come on, Sack Wilson. I'm like, can we do what we did with Daniel Jones where we say, oh, all these sacks aren't on the offensive line. Some of these are on Daniel Jones. I'm like, how many sacks are on Zach Wilson? Either holding the ball, not knowing where to go with it, or holding the ball, being afraid to turn it over taking a sack and they're not good enough on third down but not rain on on their parade i'm not gonna hate on the jet fam i'm not gonna hate on the jets it's good to win 
you've got two great kickers in uh, uh, your punter and your um, and your and your place kicker. I don't know why I'm blanking on their names. I know their name: Thomas Morstead and Greg Zerline. Um, I'm blanking on their names because I gotta blow my nose. It happens. Let's take a call. Kevin is in Carmel, New York, on the fan. Go for it, Kevin. Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, and it's Keith. Am I right? It's me, yes, sir. Keith McPherson. Night time. What's going on, brother? Listen, I uh, I had a point, but it's like you got me going like from here to there. It's like I hate you, then I love you. I'm like, like with the with the football is football thing. It's like, oh God, I couldn't agree with you more. But that the Max Scherzer thing, like you called him a bum. I'm like, dude, he's a three time Cy Young champion and a champion. But that's besides the point. I don't even Scherzer, want to talk about that. Did you watch Scherzer pitch fan. this year? I'm a Yankee fan like you. I was just talking, shout out to Eddie Mata. For the Yankee fans listening, right, Eddie's like, we got to root for Scherzer because we can't root for the Astros. We want them to get swept, right? I'm like, no, Texas is up 2-0. You know, they can win the series with Scherzer blowing game three. They can still win the series with Scherzer blowing a game. I just I, I just don't like the way he came here, hit the mega millions. You know, he, he got paid all this money. And That's on he, the Mets, though. That's not us. Yeah, but it's still New York. Like I still, I still, no, I still had no, to watch no. the guy. I still had to cover the guy. And I, like he's he's hopped around on teams. He comes here, he gets his forty three million. And every yeah. time, every time I, yeah. the Mets needed him yeah. in a big game, he sucked. And then basically Washington is basically Baltimore. So you know, uh, which is fine. And I and I was watching the uh, I was watching the uh, the game, and it's uh, it's uh, Chapman on the mound, and it's five to two. And I was laughing. I'm talking to my buddies. And sure enough, I, I don't really remember because I was playing Madden at the time. But I looked up. I'm like, yep, of course he gave up a home run. It was like it was like kind of a close game after that. Yeah, Chapman. Chapman's not good still, but he's serviceable enough for them with Bruce Bochy. He knows they don't have him close. He comes out in like the seventh inning, and he always walks a guy or gives up a home run. But, you know, he, he's still throwing hard. So good for him. Good for Chapman yeah. and Evaldi. And um, Jordan Montgomery and all the former uh, Jordan, yeah. And we trade him, and we trade him for uh, Bader, who we end up cutting. But anyway, uh, I respect your points with the hitting. It's like you hit too hard, you get a penalty. It's ridiculous. But I'm wondering, with I'm a Giants fan, um, and the uh, everyone, everyone is kind of given. Uh, I hate the Phillies coach, and they're giving them smoke. Like, why would you? Why would you uh, go for it? You know, why would you pass it and not just run it? And I'm thinking, is he playing chess where he's like eventually in the playoffs? We're going to have to have Jalen in this position. So, like, why not? Let's just obviously no, they want to win the division. They nah, won. he's not thinking that far down the line. They're in the game. Like, like you know, I don't think he's thinking, like, we're trying to, you know, set ourselves up for later on by calling this play and having him run this now. They're just in the game. These guys, that's why I said it's crazy to me. How many of these quarterbacks and head coaches don't know what to do in the red zone? They're coming up empty in the red zone. They're letting the clock and the defense and the short yardage beat them. We all sure. we, like you just said you were playing Madden. You know what to do if you're if the half is like you're you're thinking about it before you get there. All right, if I get inside the ten and I only have eight seconds left and I'm out of timeouts, like I can't. You got to throw it into the end zone. But if you're if you're if you're the Eagles head coach, uh, whatever his name is, I hate the guy. Nick Sirianni. Um, yeah, but you're telling me that he's not thinking. Okay, even if this play fails, we're undefeated. 
Let me see what my Hell quarterback no. would do in this scenario. Hell no. They went to the Super Bowl last year. They were undefeated for most of the year last year. And they should have won it. And they could have won the Super Bowl. And this year they were undefeated. I don't think he wanted you're to tell me. You're telling me there's the no Jets. chance that he called that play thinking, like, listen, let me put the ball in my quarterback's hands. Well, Let's you, see what he can do. I mean, you do have one of the highest paid quarterbacks in, in the NFL. You do put it in his hands. I mean, the guy's got a $255 million contract. You, for yeah, five but you years. heard you heard your co your co hosts. They're all like, "God, just run the ball." I'm like in my head, I'm thinking, "Yo, this you're already five and zero. Chances are you're going to win the division." It's like, "Hey, let's give let's give my quarterback a high they pressure were, they, situation." Their game plan was while it doesn't really hurt that much. Their game plan was Sauce Gardner is out, DJ Reed is out. We have AJ yeah, Brown, Devontae yeah. Smith, Dallas Goddard. We're going to throw the ball with ease. They thought it was going to be an easy day. No, and I'm saying that specific play call, which I've heard being ridiculed, ridiculed a lot, which I don't, I don't love the play call either. But I'm thinking, I don't even like the Eagles, but I'm like, I don't hate the play call. I'm like, yeah, hey, let me get my quarterback in the playoffs. It's a similar situation in the playoffs, I imagine, because it's a hostile environment. Man, it's it, I, from in my opinion, it's in the moment. It's. It's not a decision that you're thinking further down the line about, like a situation for later. It's in the moment. You And a lot of times they're thinking, okay, you know, Kevin, everybody's thinking we're going to run it here. So let's throw it, and maybe we'll catch them off guard. Thanks for the call, Kevin. 877-337-6666. No, I don't think in the moment they're thinking about anything down the line. I don't think in the moment they're thinking about the quarterback's contract. I think, like I just said, they're thinking – Oh, everybody thinks we're going to run it, so we'll catch them off guard. You just saw the Chargers do that a couple times tonight in Monday Night Football. There was a couple times where I'm like, hand the ball to Austin Eckler. One, I have him in fantasy. Two, I'm like, just run the ball here. Oop, play action. Oop, roll out. Oop, quick pass. Like, It's the NFL. You got two options. You can run or you can pass. I don't know. I don't think it's – I don't think they're ever thinking further than right now in the game – and so many of these guys get frozen. So, so many, of these, many of these guys just get checked, like, I don't know, in the moment. They make the wrong decision. Pete Carroll let Russell Wilson throw a slant route when he had beast mode. Could have ran it in. Matt's in Hoboken. Matt, you're on the fan. Hey, what's going on? First time, long time. Appreciate uh, it. Thank you. Have, have a couple uh, couple things. One, uh, love what you're doing. Keep it up. There's a lot of guys on radio who think they know what they're talking about, but they have absolutely no idea. Yeah, it's weird, um, right? It's weird how many people I hear that I'm like, all right. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know where you got yeah, that from, or are you speaking from experience, yeah. or are you are you just trying to get people to call? You're looking to troll? Is that a hot take? I just, I ain't got any of that, honestly, bro. It's not in me. I'm just talking about what I see. I write some notes as I watch the game. I draw from my own stories and experience, and. I want to talk to you guys. I want to hear what you guys are thinking. Like, if you're thinking Nick Sirianni in the moment went to throw the ball because he wants to put his quarterback in it, I'm going to tell you, no, I don't think he's thinking about the playoffs. I think he's thinking we're yeah. undefeated. We're trying to win the game, and everybody thinks we're going to run. And instead of handing it to DeAndre Swift or Kenneth Gainwell or Boston Scott, I thought Boston Scott was going to have a bigger game since he's the New York killer, right, the, the giant killer, rather. You know, No, yeah. I think just in the moment, they're like, no, we have a good play that we think we can – run and it didn't work that's it just didn't work but speaking of uh not working the mike kafka is not working for the giants they haven't scored a touchdown since it's arizona bad. 
an yeah. offensive touchdown. No, it's it's, like, it's gotten really bad. Listen, I think the offensive line is abysmal. I think Daniel Jones has had a obviously bad year so far. You know, but even Tyrod Taylor was out there doing a serviceable job yesterday, and we couldn't score a touchdown. And they're going to blame Tyrod Taylor for the check play at the end of the first half. Who's putting a check play in his ear that's a run if you never want him to check to it? Yeah, I don't know how that happens. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how that even happens. And, and they said there was communication, but I don't know how that happens. I don't care what look you get. You, you're putting Saquon in a position where he has to score, and it's not guaranteed he scores his first game back off of missing three weeks with a bum ankle. And then also, th- all, these guys, they know the situation. They held him down. They, they slowly were like, yeah, we're just going to take our time, and I don't know. Kafka was yeah. getting interviewed to be a head coach. Kafka is highly regarded, but the Giants, like, it's been six weeks without a first-half Touchdown. That is that has reached all time bad levels in the entire NFL history. It's 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 absolutely crazy. And listen, it, the blame goes all around, but you know, to me, it just seems like you got to start with somewhere with regards to accountability. You're not going to get rid of the franchise quarterback you just paid. Obviously, you can't get rid of Evan Neal or some of the offensive line right now because who are you going to replace them with? You know, Justin Pugh did a pretty good job yesterday being pushed to left tackle, a position he hasn't played in like six years. You know, you know they're, they're, they're out there doing what they can. But, you know, if you're going to blame, start wearing the blame or passing the blame, I think it has to go to Kafka at this point. But, you know, like I said, I'm no expert, but that's my personal opinion there. And uh, I know you're, uh, you're high on the Jets here. I have so whoa, many whoa, whoa, friends. Whoa. I don't want to say I'm high on them. I don't want people to get it misconstrued. What I'm saying is <laughs> now is not the time for anyone. Like, I was listening to Sal come in today, and I'm like, come on. Why you got to rain on their parade? Like, th- like this is a Jets team and fan base that lost Aaron Rodgers. Like, let them enjoy a victory Monday without you being like, well, they can't score touchdowns. They know that. Dude, trust me. I talked to Jets. I- they understand the situation that they are in. And that wh- that's why getting a win is even sweeter because we can't score. <laughs> Like, you no, know what I'm no, I, I, I completely agree, and I, I have so many Jet fan friends who, beginning of the year, they're on their high horse. Like, I, you know, I just, I tell them, I'm like, you guys, like, let's just temper the expectations, and let's be excited, but let's not run our mouths. They're, they're just like obnoxious about it sometimes, but. You know, like, t- days like today, they should be fired up. Like, they should be, you beat you the know, Eagles. You absolutely. beat the undefeated Eagles in your building. Nobody picked you to do that. Uh, the clock yeah. was on your side. You ended up scoring that touchdown, and your defense came up big, got turnovers, stopped the runner-up to the MVP, stopped A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Like, uh, uh, you just, yeah. your, and you your quarterback did enough. Too, to be honest. You should have beat the Chiefs. Should have beat the Speaking Patriots. Bad- that Patriots game is going to sting. That the Patriots yeah. are terrible, and and you know back to the Giants, and I don't want to take too much of your time. I know there's probably a ton of people trying to call in, but you know not for nothing, the Giants got hosed on like seven different penalties yesterday. Two were blatant and obvious. The roughing the passer on Josh Allen, like yep. what what else are we like? What else is a, a player supposed to do? The guy is jumping to try and bat down a pass. 
and his you, arm makes you contact cannot with touch the these quarterbacks line. at all. When they let go of the ball, you're supposed to use all of your core strength to just freeze in midair, freeze wherever you are on the field, and don't even tap them. Especially not Josh oh. Allen. He's got an NFL Sunday ticket commercial. Are you crazy? Uh, yeah, but like <laughs> these defensive, these rushers, they're not superhuman. They can't. There's no way to do that. that. These guys are they're yeah. bringing their whole force to try and get there, and then it's like a freeze tag or something. I don't know. It's yeah, it makes yeah, no it's, sense. It's absolutely crazy. And then the Waller thing, you know, listen, the Giants, you know, obviously you got to still root for them, and you want to, you know, I mean, as a fan, you want to see them do well, but. It gets harder every week as the weeks go on. So I'm a diehard Rangers fan, though. So before I wrap up, I do have to say, let's go, Rangers. And yeah. they are hopefully the light at the end of the tunnel here. I was born in 1993. So the one Stanley Cup when I was one years old, I don't know if I can lean on that forever. But I'm uh, I'm hoping for a new one. They win the home soon. opener, and then they, uh, you know, Give these guys some knuckle sandwiches on the way out. You love to see it. Thanks for the call, Matt. 877-337-6666. I'm not high on the Jets, but I'm not going to be a hater, right? Like, I'm not going to come in here and be like, oh, Zach Wilson sucks. We've done that enough. He, the kid won back-to-back games. Give that a rest, right? I'm also not going to come in here and, 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 and pour water on Aaron Rodgers returning. None of us know what his... Situation is actually like, and I think he likes it that way. He's a man of mystery, and he's playing Jedi mind tricks, and they're working. The Jets have won back-to-back games since he's been around, since he's been present, whether he can run or walk or throw, whatever, it is helping. I think his football mind is certainly helping the offense, helping Zach Wilson, helping the team. So at 3-3, three and three, which four plays into the season, I don't think... Anybody thought that the Jets would be 3-3. Three and three. I don't think anybody thought that the Jets would beat the Bills that night without Aaron Rodgers and then go on to win against the Eagles. Those are two solid teams. And then Salah, who, like, it is what it is. He's a coach's, He's a player's coach. I think he's got to chill with some of the stuff that he puts out there on the microphone. But what he is doing is speaking for his players, right? We're not the same old Jets. We're keeping receipts. Basically telling everybody including all these hosts at WFAN last year, is different. And if you're talking down on us, we're going to remember. And when things change, stay where you were. Keep the same energy. We're keeping receipts. This year, we're going to win a lot of football games if the quarterback plays like that. Well, hey, what do you mean a lot? How many is a lot? What he basically meant is, hey, we're getting through this schedule. If you look at the rest of the Jets' schedule, who, who are you afraid of? The Giants? They're talking that up as a win. You just saw what the Chargers did against the Dallas Cowboys. They're looking at the Chargers like we could beat them too at home. The Raiders with Brian Hoyer? What's up with Jimmy Garoppolo? Even if it is Jimmy G, he's super mid. They're looking like, yo, we can rip off three wins after the bye. That would be a five-game winning streak. All right, if we got to go up there and beat the Buffalo Bills, maybe we can. They don't have Matt Milano. They don't have Tredavious White. They struggle with the Giants. It's not a guarantee that the Bills beat us. We beat them the first game. The Miami Dolphins, they're, oh, their offense is crazy. They've got all this super speed. All right, our defense is crazy. Let's match up and see. Any given Black Friday. The Falcons, Desmond Ritter versus Zach Wilson is the battle of, like, the two lowest QBR quarterbacks in the league. Actually, there's lower guys. Mac Jones is terrible. Sam Howe might be in the mix somewhere. 
P.J. Walker now. <laughs> but then they go on to play C.J. Stroud and the Texans. That rookie is a great rookie quarterback, but it's going to be a long day December 10th in East Rutherford for C.J. Stroud and D'Amico Ryan's crew. But we'll see. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. I think they're 3-3 three and three too, but I still think the Jets' defense could give them fits. And then they go play the Miami Dolphins in Miami. Then they host the Commanders. They can beat the Commanders. They can beat the Browns. They can beat the Patriots. There are games that right now, if you're a Jets fan or a Jets hater or just an NFL fan, they have made it through the gauntlet. That's why, again, going back to Rob Sala and his, his comments, he said, we embarrass these quarterbacks. We embarrass Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. Made them turn the ball over. Made the game difficult for these guys that have been to Super Bowls. So I I understand why they're feeling some kind of way. Robert Sala told you that the eagle flies high and somebody, you know, some kind of bird's going to peck on your neck. He told you if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. He told you you got to be a commander, contender, competitor. And it's working. Milton's out in Brooklyn. What's up, Milton? You're back on the fence. Yes, sir. What's going on, brother? You know. Your your Cowboys got a nice victory tonight. My Jets got a nice victory. And I just want to say, I'm glad you mentioned Sal because, you know, I've been listening to the fans since 1987, day one. And it's sad that we have a host who thinks that trolling is going to get calls in. This is New York City. This is WFAN. You don't need to troll. We love the fan. We're going to call in. I think you he's just a contrarian. Do... You know, from my yeah, experience exactly, listening to this, I think that. he just he's like, this is my take, and yeah, I don't care no, what no. you think about it. I'm coming in. I'm like, this morning, I'm like, nah, you're yeah, wearing a Jets is... hoodie. Don't come in with that negative energy. Listen, it's bad cop. They're playing bad cop, good cop. But be natural. Don't, don't do it just to do it. Because we could tell. Like, I like it to be real. Like, you don't come in after beating the Eagles, after talking all this trash, and try to bring us down. No Jet fan is talking Super Bowl. We're just happy we're in it, guys. You have a we're team. Talk- we, you have a legit NFL team, even yeah, if you don't have a, have a legit have a, quarterback. We have a real good defense. We have a real good, you know, special teams and kickers. Yep. And we have good a, running a, back, a, a, good enough a, receivers, good, tight end. Exactly, and a below-average coach and a below-average quarterback, and that's what's going to probably kill us. But you know what? The fact of the matter is that we're alive in a season where when t- four plays into the season, we thought it was over. And to have this resurgence, to have this team play for their coach, to have these players still continue to show heart is what we're proud of. There's no Jet fan out there um, waving pom-poms that we're going to make the playoffs and go to the Super Bowl. That's another thing with um, the other guy. He's like, oh, right away mentioning Super Bowl, making us look stupid. <laughs> we're not talking Super Bowl. The Jet fans, I like, know. It was like you know such, like so far yeah. apart. BT talking yeah, Super Bowl. BT goes, one week he's like, "Oh, this team, you know, I hope they hope they um, you know, just uh, you know, do good, maybe trade for a quarterback." Then he starts with the, "We're gonna make the playoffs." <laughs> one game and he's talking to Super Bowl. Like, come on, man! It's like, nah, a, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it. I think they're a good tandem. You know, since they're we made the tandem, changes, but I wanted to. They got to be more real, but but yeah, be, it can't be the far-reaching ends of the spectrum. Yeah, it's got to be more like, of like on, a man. down the middle conversation about what we have here, yeah, and that's why and people were calling in to try and get that. Yeah, and then it's always the guy, then Sal does the back pocket thing where he does the, the hedging. So he claims that I don't hate the Jets. Look, I got receipts. I bet on them. Yeah, so what? You bet on Smart them. Bet. So when you so <laughs> when they went no, but so when they went, he gets to say, but look, I don't hate your team. I got proof. 
Man, that's not proof. That's you hedging. So you, either way, you're going to win. You know what I'm saying? Either way, he comes yeah. in to kill them. They, you know, he comes in to kill them when they lose. Anyway, forget about him. Let's talk about how great your show him, is. Yeah. Let's, yeah. <laughs> I know. I wish I did. Imagine a guy who had the freaking 49ers and the Jets and picked the Giants. Yikes. And lost with the Giants the way they lost. Oh, it's too hard. Listen, it's too hard to bet these games, Yeah, man. yeah, it's you too hard. Yeah, yeah, it's too hard. Every time you win, you lose. And listen, the bottom line is... They have a lot of injuries. I want to give props to these kids that came off the practice squad. I want, you know, they're using these three tight ends. They're doing things, you know, these referees keep getting involved with these jet games. It's always weird. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I mean, that crack block, that was ridiculous. I mean, this, it's, it's, just, it's, my, it's so tough to watch these games. You can drive myself crazy. I'm just proud of this team because I just want to just put it out there that there are Jet fans out there that are realistic people. We are not. You know, I don't know what this, this the WFAN portrays us to be like these dumb fans that are just think every after every win we're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazy. I mean, it's nah, just crazy. it's just. I, yeah. I mean, you're represented by uh, you know uh, BT Evan uh, yeah. Joe Benico. I mean, these guys, man, they're just killing me, man. They gotta you know put me on there, and I'll tell you what the truth is. The That's truth why is, you call. I, like I, I yeah. hear you on their show. You're you're welcome on my show. Thanks for the call, Milton. We got to break it down. Uh, when we come back, I want to try something different, right? I'm always on Twitter during the show, X, Elon Musk machine. Uh, my guy, Alex, I owe him from my last show. He had a tweet to me, a question, because he couldn't get through on the line. And, I, you know, people always are like, oh, I try to call your show, but I can't get in. And I'm like, I don't control that. You know, if I don't get to you, I, I can't get to you because we got a break and I'm talking about different things. But when we come back, I want to do... Uh, I haven't come up with a name from it, but we're going to start taking questions from Twitter, at least one um, every night that comes through. And Alex has two of them, so we'll we'll go to him to kick that off. Keith McPherson on the fan cam to 2 a.m. I don't have that much time left. If you're on hold, stay on hold. We'll be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. Larry Johnson and Morning are swinging on the baseline and Morning right now is being held by Jeff Van Gundy. Van Gundy holding on to his foot, and this is amazing. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Probably don't even have 20 minutes. Let's get right to it. And then we'll get back to the phones. Keith McPherson on the fan. And I uh, said we're going to go to Twitter and take questions from Twitter. Shout out to Alex at New York Sports 925 on Twitter. So tonight he writes, who has disappointed you more in the last 10 years? The Yankees or Dallas? Sorry, I'm at work and bored. Who has disappointed me in the last 10 years? The Dallas Cowboys. That's not even, It's not even close in life. It's not even close. At least the Yankees in the last 10 years, how many times they missed the postseason? Like two or three times? 
you know, the Cowboys have made it to the playoffs, been one and done. The the year that I was like, there was a year where I was where I almost threw out all of my Cowboys gear. They had to beat the Eagles to get in. I think it was a 2019 season, and they could not do it. And I'm like, this is a clown show. Me repping these guys is is embarrassing. It, like it's a waste of time. I can't keep doing this every year. But it is what it is. You don't. You can't switch your team, bro. You can't. My my fan, like my family and my friends, would not let me switch at any year. Uh, in the last 35 years, there's no way. The people that I'm around would have been like, oh, you're switching up now. Now you're a Giants fan. You're a Jets fan. It wouldn't happen. And, uh, so Friday when I have my show, Friday the 13th, let's go back to 1047 p.m. Alex said, can you spice up tonight's show with a hot take on one player who won't be on the 2024 Yankees? One And one player who will be and one player who will be who currently is not. So I got to think about that one. Um, and I'll answer that one before the end of the show. Let's go to Josh in the Bronx where the Yankees play. What's up, Josh? Hey, I don't. When you were watching that Jet game on Sunday, didn't you see? But you know, Hackett he he went deep into that playbook. Yeah, and you know, it is evolved. They they are not trying to uh, force yeah. Zach Wilson into uh, Aaron Rodgers' playbook. They know he ain't Aaron Rodgers, so. There's yeah. different formations. There's still some trickeration. They're rolling the pocket. They're doing different things because they literally have to. Right. And the thing is, the Q boys, Quincy and Quentin, on that jet defense. Yeah. And Bryce, Bryce Hall, man, that, that kid didn't miss a beat. Craig but James. These guys, these guys stepped up and yeah. they played well against an Eagles offense that was not clicking. The Eagles, the Eagles were not their regular selves. Uh, the Jets defense. The the Jets defense is for real. They they were the '85 Bears without the guy that said that they could be the '85 Bears. DJ Reed. I'm telling, I'm telling you. I mean, like, God knows what's going to happen in two weeks, Keith. But two more quick things. One, don't go to sleep on the Washington Commanders. Number two, I mean, this this ride, man, in the NFL is unbelievable. Like you say, don't believe the hype. And um, the Jet fans, how do you like how do you like your Jets with the sauce or without? I'm telling you, <laughs> you know it's it's not all about one player. And like you say, Keith, keep it rolling. Have a great have a great night. I'll try and call you tonight, Keith. Thank you for taking my call. Bye. I'll take it from there. Yeah, uh, the Commanders. I just can't stand the Commanders, and I think they're frauds. I would like to see the Giants get a win against them, but I won't I won't sleep on them. They got beat by the Bears on Thursday night football and they went into the lab and they had extra time and they came out and beat the Falcons and they have enough talent. Uh it's a game that I think though, you know, if the Giants defense shows up the way they did against Buffalo creating turnovers, flying around, um it could be a, a decent game. And uh yeah, with the Jets, no, nah, they need Sauce Gardner. I think it's funny. A.J. Brown wanted Sauce Gardner, but they end up losing the game without Sauce, without D.J. Reed. That's the NFL. You know, they, you, can start, you can start thinking, oh, we got this game. As soon as you start thinking, oh, this is a mismatch, we got this game. Nope, things don't go your way. Three and out, turnover, and they're right in the game. They're right in the game. I'm thinking one player 
this is one player for the Yankees. To answer half of the question. One player that I think is going to be on the Yankees next year. I think there's no way that they don't go get Jordan Montgomery. I just think like he's their own. And obviously he went to St. Louis in that trade. It's going to here. Here comes another Brian Cashman masterclass. <laughs> go put, go pay top dollar for the kid you drafted that became a man elsewhere, grew out his beard. He's got a death ball pitch now. Uh, he's he's striking out Jordan Alvarez. That's that's one guy that I think is going to be back on the Yankees. And I think that, you know, whoever represents Jordan Montgomery is going to make Brian Cashman pay. But Brian Cashman feeling all the vitriol from fans, the Yankees loving second tours of duty, I would not be surprised if Jordan Montgomery is back on the Yankees. If he wants to come back and he's not, you know, butthurt or holding a grudge, which I don't think he will be. At first, I thought he ha- he was going to hold a grudge. He, he beat the Yankees twice with uh, St. Louis, and, you know, he had some comments about, oh, big lefties aren't, then, you know, big, big lefties aren't available or that you don't just find these guys anywhere or they didn't want me. They know how hard I work. It was only a matter of time. And you know what? So what? Come back and rejoin some of your buddies, some of your friends. Come back and show the Yankee fans that you could do it. We'll welcome you back. And... Come back and stick it to Brian Cashman the way, well, not as as much dollar amount-wise, but come back and stick it to Brian Cashman similar to the way that Aaron Judge was like, oh, you don't want to pay me before opening day? Huh. Well, now I'm going to go hit 62 home runs, win the MVP, go to free agency, and you'll have to pay me $40 million a year. You'll win in the end, Jordan Montgomery. Make them pay you the big bucks. So that that's half of the question. One player that I think, uh, you know, will be uh, on the 2024 Yankees. Now I got to think of one player who won't be from this current team. Let's go to young Eli in Clifton first. What's up, young Eli? You're on the fan. Hi. Hi, Keith. Um, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Would you, if, if you were the Giants, would you rather start Tyra Taylor or Daniel Jones? Just this next week or for like the rest of the season if both are healthy? You're just saying this next um, week? Yeah, this week. I would I would start Tyrod, man. I would start Tyrod. Here's why. This neck injury for Daniel Jones is something that he's dealt with in the past. It's also something that they speak about where if he gets hit the wrong way, it could be potentially season ending or career ending. Like you don't want to play with the neck and the nerve things. I mean, man, even in that game, uh, I just made me think think about um Damian Harris, how he, he sprained his neck in that game, but when he went down, none of us knew what happened, and they showed DeMar Hamlin over there. I don't you know, even want to go back down that, but, like, the neck is uh, is not something you play with. So uh, for the first reason, for Daniel Jones' sake, take another week, right? Take another week to make sure that you're good. And also, now that the offense has been rolling with Tyrod Taylor, calling the plays, hearing his cadence, his style of play, and – you actually did get a competitive game against the Buffalo Bills. You didn't punch it in to the end zone. You didn't win. But maybe that changes at home against the Commanders. I'd want to see Tyrod Taylor again, giving him another game week, another week to prep after watching his own game film. Yeah, I think if, like, the next week after this week, Daniel Jones isn't too that good, then I think they should start him. So you're up, you're up late tonight, young Eli. I'm guessing you stayed up late 
two nights ago, Sunday night, to watch uh, yeah. the whole game. Who who did you enjoy watching play quarterback more? What you've seen out of Daniel Jones' early on or what this little sample size gave you a Tyrod Taylor? Like, who's who Who did you feel more excited watching operate and move the offense? Um, Tyrod Taylor, I guess. Only because he was completing passes and – you felt like, all right, he's going to take some chances throwing the ball down the field versus Daniel Jones getting sacked and, you know, three and outs. I don't know. I think they're different kinds of players. Um, obviously, Tyrod is a smaller guy, but he's got experience, and I think that experience helps, that, that experience plays. And he's got a little bit more wiggle than than Daniel Jones. I feel like he can escape and wiggle out of some things differently. So I would play yeah. him. I would play him. Okay. Um. What else you got? Anything else you you about to you about to try and go to bed before too? You got school tomorrow. You probably got school coming up. Yeah. Yeah, but you're one of the kids that just gets up in the morning and you're not tired. I guess yeah. Yeah, you want to listen to the fan. You want to hear what people are talking about with the Giants. You want to see if the the Giants are going to play Tyron and get a win against the Commanders. I think they can. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Eli. Get some rest, kid. <laughs> You young guys crack me up, man. I, like, envision, like, young kids now. Like, obviously, you have, like, the Odyssey app. And, you know, you could even dial from the app. But it's like, ah, you know, I'm I'm going to call. I'm going to stay up. I'm up. I'm up. I got to listen to the radio. I'm going to call and ask Keith if, if Tyrod or Daniel Jones should play. Let's go to Shane out in Mount Vernon. What's up, Shane? You're on the fan. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so the point I wanted to make is I think the Yankees should uh, sign Jordan Montgomery in the offseason. And the number one main reason is he's proven he can pitch under the bright New York Yankee spotlight. He came up in the farm system. And, you know, most a lot of free agents, Sonny Gray, you go down the list and they just flame out once they come to the Yankees as a starting pitcher. Jordan Montgomery has proven that he can do it in New York. So for that reason, I think Cashman needs to go out and sign him. I mean, I think he's the yeah. Let the me man let me add to that, bro. We we know he can pitch in the Bronx, but he just mm-hmm. showed you he could pitch in Houston. I watched some of that game last night, yeah. and I just like, why is this my reality, yo? Why is Jordan Montgomery with a full on beard throwing his fastball, throwing his curveball that looks like a fastball? dominating a team that the Yankees got knocked out of the ALCS the last three times they went to the ALCS by. Mm-hmm. Jordan Montgomery is in a Rangers jersey, absolutely serving them. And he's not, like, I, I don't know. Brian Cashman said he wouldn't crack the Yankees postseason rotation just last year. A year later, this guy is getting the ball game one. For the team that is now up 2-0 in the, in the ALCS, you just can't make it up, man. Right right now, Brian Cashman's mistakes are glowing. So, yeah, he, he we know he, we know the pinstripes aren't heavy for him. But he just showed you, I can take the ball in the uh, wild card round, in the DS, in the CS, and perform. Oh, the Astros? Not a problem. I can go to Houston, Minute Maid Park, and still do my thing there. Like, Jordan Montgomery, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm proud for that kid. I'm happy for that kid. I know CeCe's yeah. proud. Um, if you had to take an educated guess, um, on the open market, how many years and dollars do you think he would he would get from the Yankees or somebody else? 
That's that's the interesting thing, right? Because I don't know his representation actually. Let me look at his agent. He's only thirty, um, but I mean the the Yankees are gonna probably try and nickel and dime him, and he's gonna want uh, more money. Mm, I, I can't guess right now. I mean, I have I don't know about the money, but I think with the years, I'm gonna say to sign him, you're gonna need at least seven years and possibly up to nine. Nah, see, the Yankees aren't going to do that. And it sucks because they just signed Carlos Rodon to that stupid deal. So, um, seven years at, like, I I was going to say, I was going to guess four or five the Yankees are going to probably try. He's probably going to want five. Yeah, he's going to want five for his own job security and his own bank account. And, I mean, these these top pitchers now are making 20, 30, 40 million. Uh, yeah, I I myself think because of the Rodon deal, I, I think he's going to want seven years or maybe six. But I still think it's probably worse to do a six or seven year deal. Um, but I think you might be right as the Yankees may nickel and dime him. And yeah, and then they're going to probably lose out on him. But I, I don't think and I, like the Yankees are I don't think the Yankees are going to want to give him a seven year deal. They gave Rodon a six year deal, 162. Mm hmm. But they have to re-sign him. It's going to be one way for Cashman to somehow right his wrongs. Like, okay, we trade the guy away, but we got him back. And, you know, I, you know, forget about me trading him for a guy in a walking boot. He's back. Um, I, I think they're going to have to pay him, like, like $25 million. Mm-hmm. So if I have to put together a guess, I'm going to say $25, uh, and I'll, I'll give him six years. And that'll get him to 150. So 150 million, five years, six years for Jordan Montgomery. And there's going to be more. It's going to be more. He's going to want every penny. And there's going to be another team. The Rangers might offer to pay him. The Rangers seem to be in, uh, you know, in the market for starting pitching. Whether it's winter meetings, whether it's the trade deadline, you know, whether it's Jacob Degrom, whether it's Nate Valdi. So you know, the Rangers might say, "All right, you want to stay here with us?" Because like, what if, what if he wins a World Series with the Rangers? Oh, he's going to command a ton of money in years. It, the the price, yesterday's price is not today's price. The price is only going to keep going up, and then the Rangers might be inclined to say, hey, we, we did it this year, let's run it back, make this your home, and then he could tell the Yankees, go scratch, forget it, act like we never met. No. Yeah. No, it makes sense. It makes sense. You know, the Yankees, they need to get out the checkbook, um, and then, you know, the years, that's something to negotiate. Because, you know, the, the thing is, it's it's always with the years. But, you know, money is, yeah, go with 30 or 35 million. Don't worry about the The Yankees dollars. just signed a left-handed pitcher in Carlos Rodon to six mm-hmm. years, $162 million. If they were to follow it up this next year with Jordan Montgomery, does he make more than Rodon? Does he get more yeah. years than Rodon? He probably would want that, right? He's probably going to say, this guy sucked for you. You know what I'm going to do. I'm actually in my prime. I figured it out elsewhere, and I'm coming back to bring that to the Bronx. Yeah, so I want seven years, and Rodon's making uh, 27 a year. So now I'm thinking it's, uh, let's say, 28 times seven for Jordan Montgomery, and you're getting close to $200 million. I think Jordan Montgomery's going to want, that's 196 Jordan Montgomery's going to want $200 million from the Yankees for uh, seven years. 
Sounds about right. Sounds about right. And, you know, it's always a risk, you know, signing a pitcher, you know, 30 years old. But I think this is worth the risk. It's, it's a way to try and right your wrongs. It's a way to try and get some people back yeah. in the fan base. Monty Gumby, and he's going to want to keep his beard. And they're going to say, no, we are the New York Yankees. We make people shave. Thanks for the call, Shane. That was a good one, you know. So my other part of uh, Alex's question that I have to answer can you spice up tonight's show with a hot take? One player who won't be on the 2024 Yankees and one player who will be. Well, the one player that I think will be will be Jordan Montgomery if he wants to come home. And the Yankees will pay him $200 million. But one player that he's probably good friends with, came up with, that I think will be missing on next year's team. Number 66, Kyle Higashioka, the home run stroker. That's it. Sorry, Higgy. No room for you now. We got Ben Rortvet, Austin Wells, and Jose Trevino. Bye, Higgy. Good luck elsewhere. And he'll pick up somewhere. Someone else will pick him up somewhere. Mark, I've picked up your call out in Seaford. You're the last call I have tonight. Thank you for checking in with us. How bad were the flags tonight in this, in this football game? I mean, that prompted, like, my some of my whole thing about this league. Like, watching – you can't watch these games. It's like it's – like, and it's like all the refs are throwing a flag at once, and then they, they have, like, a conference together. Like, you threw your flag? Yeah, I also threw my flag. What would you see? They're seeing different things. They got a powwow for a minute. They don't even know. Yeah, they ruined the game. They ruined There's the no game flow to these different games that we're watching oh. because there's flags on every other play. Every- yeah, almost every play. They ruined the game tonight. They- You're all good. I mean, and I mean, I don't have any time left. Ever. Thank you for the call, Mark. We just we can't curse on the radio. Young Eli is listening. We have kids listening to this. He didn't hear it. We dumped it. It's fine. <laughs> That's all I've got, man. But I'll be back 7 p.m. 7 to 12. I haven't booked any guests. You can be the guest. I prefer that. Like, instead of me talking to a random reporter that I don't know, like, where they're going to be set up or if they care to be on WFAN or if they're even going to answer the questions or, like, enrich the show. Like, you call up. You give me a hot take, a topic, ask a question, and we'll roll through a five-hour KM to AM. I got to go home, take the rest of the Benadryl, actually sleep. Uh, hopefully my baby's asleep and not being gross and drooling everywhere. Of course he's being gross. Of, of course he's drooling on everything. And that's why I've got a cold every single week since I had a kid. Not since I had a kid, but at least like the last two months. Last month. All right, I'm out of here. C-Mac is coming in next. He's about to rock his show. You should listen to him. I'm out of here. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. W-